Hello, Image Bearers. Welcome to the Image Born Life Podcast. I am your host, therapist, and life coach, Tony Lamoria. The Image Born Life is all about pursuing the rescue, redeem, and restore narrative that God has called us to through our salvation in Jesus Christ. We're going to be diving deep into our truth, our purpose, and the identity that we have in Jesus. And we're going to be learning together powerful ways to overcome the myriad of things that keep us from freedom, fulfillment, and victorious living. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. This is the Image Born Life. Hey there, friends and fellow image bearers. Welcome to another episode of the Image Born Life podcast. Today, we are going to be diving into the next of our main topics, and this is the final of the three main topics that I spoke about in our first podcast, and that is this principle of stewardship. So I'm excited to share that with you today. Um, I'm going to begin today, though, by recapping what we've talked about up to this point so that you can catch up if you haven't heard those. But I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to the other podcasts up to this point as well so you can understand a few things as we move along. So let me begin by saying you're going to hear the word adventure and journey a lot, because I believe those are the two best words to describe all of the joy, fulfillment, as well as the pain and the struggle and the challenges sometimes that come as we pursue this life as image bearers, right? Scripture says that once we've been redeemed, we are being renewed in the knowledge of the image of our Creator, Not just into the image of our creator, but in the knowledge of the image of our creator. And Romans 12, 2 says that we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can discern that which is good, perfect, and pleasing. So this is a really tremendous pleasure that we have as Christians, as redeemed individuals, as children of God, to go into this life and to pursue it as an adventure with his spirit and his guidance and his power in our lives. All right, so many promises there for us, and those are things that we're going to get into in the future. But if you haven't been with us, then the first thing that we talked about was this principle of the chi factor. I'm calling it the chi factor because it represents the letter X in the Greek alphabet, which stands for the name of Christ in a lot of literature and in the early ichthus, right? And so there's three things wrapped up in that. When Christ comes into our life, he gives us a new truth, purpose, and identity. Now, it's always been ours. It's what he intended for us. But the broken state that we enter life into mars that. And we're not able to access it because we are slaves to a different power, to a different reality. And once we come into salvation, it says that something is done in our lives that can never be taken away from us. And that is this transformation. And that transformation is this chi factor. Our truth is is that we were created on purpose for a purpose. We were not a mistake and we will never be a regret in the mind of God. Second, our purpose. We were purposed to steward everything excellently that God gives to us. To glorify him, but also, and this is so profound and powerful for us as a purpose, to live this life courageously. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode or two episodes ago. So go back and listen to it because no one can live courageously like a redeemed image bearer. 
And then third, our identity, that we are not our mistakes, we are not our sins, we are not the things that people have put on us or done to us or anything else. We are simply the result of that truth and that purpose in our lives, and he calls us his children. So we have a lot to look to in that and a lot to apply to our own lives, and that's so powerful for us. The second thing we talked about was this rescue, redeem, restore narrative is found in scripture, but it's also found in our daily lives. It's found in big moments and little moments. And it really is, I propose, the roadmap of how to deal with almost anything that presents itself in our lives. If we need to solve a problem, we're going to look for rescue, redeem, restore. If we need to plan a way forward, we're going to look through rescue, redeem, restore. Now, maybe we don't need to start at rescue, but that's going to be a starting point for us, and we're going to work our way through it, and we will always come out with a God-honoring, Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered solution to whatever it is that we're looking at. That brings us to today, and what today is all about is stewardship. So stewardship is a holistic focus that provides fertile soil for positive change. Let me say that again because this is kind of my uh, take on it, right? Stewardship is a holistic focus that provides fertile soil for positive change. Now, holistic focus means we're not just looking at one little area of our life. We're looking at our life in its entirety. We're looking at God's design in its entirety as much as we can understand it. So we're not just going to be talking about stewarding one little thing. And what we're not going to do today is talk about specifics as in how to best steward something like money or best steward our time, right? That's beyond the scope of an episode like this where we're spending 20 minutes together. But that is the kind of work that we would do in a life coaching session. There are a lot of great principles in scripture that we need to attend to and we need to understand in this attempt to apply to our lives. And there are a lot of great strategies that have already been developed in the world that allow us to do that. But there are specifics that are unique to you and your life circumstances. So that's a very specific thing that needs to be done in the context of just you and your situation. So if that's something that you want, then go over to www.imagebornlife.com and look at the life coaching that we present there. All right. Now, Getting back to what we're talking about, we're going to talk about the principles of stewardship that we find in Scripture and how we in this image-born life strategy are going to use it and why that's so important to our strategy. All right, so let's get into this then. What is stewardship? As we think about that, and I say the word stewardship, and maybe you say it out loud, stewardship, what comes to mind for you? There's a lot of ideas about stewardship, and I presented this one. It's a holistic focus that provides fertile soil for positive change. There is God's design of stewardship, and then there is, I'm just going to call it the enemy's design, or we can call it the opposite, if that word is too strong for you. But regardless, it comes from somewhere other than God's design. It's been manufactured somewhere else, and it's a distraction. And as a distraction, it disrupts and ultimately destroys God's intended purpose for us. And as redeemed image bearers, we should not live like that. So God's design is to be responsive, right? And in there, we hear the root word for responsibility. So God has given us this life, and he's given us things in this life, and he's given us his very great and precious promises as well to steward, to be responsible for. And in that, 
as we learn what those things are, as we learn the knowledge of him that he gives us to be conformed and transformed by, then we are to, we're called to be responsible with those things and responsive to it. Now, responsive means that we're going to use it in our lives by applying it to our lives in the way that he wants us to, according to his design. So God's design is to steward responsively, responsibly, right? I'm saying those two words separate on purpose, responsively and responsibly. The opposite of that, the enemy's design is for us to live a reactive life, right? This is when we live life without consideration, without awareness of God's design, his promises, his leading, and we're just going through life and we let circumstances dictate how we're going to react. And we base our reactions off of whatever we're feeling in the moment instead of what we're thinking about what we're called to focus on, right? So there's the responsive stewardship, which is God's design for us. And then there's the enemy's design, which is a reactive life. And I would propose to you that only the first of those, the responsive life, God's design is true stewardship. The other one isn't stewardship at all. We would call it preservation, usually self-preservation. Okay, so let me start with this analogy of a farmer. One of my favorite movies is Facing the Giants. If you've ever seen that movie, it was one of the first by the Kendrick brothers. Just a really, really great movie about faith overcoming just basic everyday kind of things that feel like giants in our life. Things like finances, things like job security, things like relationships and fear and doubt, things like a broken washing machine or a broken dishwasher or a smelly vent in the house that we just can't figure out or a broken down car. Main character in this movie is this head coach and he's struggling with his faith. And at one point, this older gentleman comes in who is someone who just prays over the school and the the things that are going on in the school. And he feels led one day to speak to this coach, the hero of our movie. And he tells him this, this little illustration of a farmer. And he says, there were two farmers and one went out and he prepared his fields as though he's waiting for rain. There was no rain, but he was preparing his fields for it, trusting that rain would come one day. The other farmer, not seeing any rain and not seeing any rain in the forecast, he didn't really do anything because he knew it wouldn't matter right away anyway. Who is going to be prepared for the rain when it comes? Who's going to be prepared to receive the blessing? So the question for us is, which farmer are we like? Are we being a faithful steward of what we've been given right now with what we have and what we can see despite what we think about life circumstances? Or are we being a poor steward? like the other one who was living reactively instead of responsively to what he's been given. Reactively to what we see and sense or responsively to what we've been given. All right, so there's five areas specifically that I see in Scripture that we need to focus on being better stewards of. And here's the thing with this. It's about being better stewards, not about being perfect stewards. Right? This is an idea of continual growth in our life. And the idea isn't that we ever arrive. 
The idea is that we continue to focus on being better no matter where we are. We can always be better at each of these five things. So I'll run through all five of these real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll move a little bit more slowly and intentionally through what is meant by stewarding each one of these, at least within the image-born life strategy. Right, the first one is the word, being a better steward of the word. The second is being a better steward of relationships. The third is being a better steward of responsibilities. The fourth, being a better steward of our resources. And the fifth, being a better steward of practical life experiences. So let's go back and look at each individual principle, but then also look at some scriptures that help give some meat to the ideas that we're presenting. The first one is the word. Being a better steward of the word means knowing it, applying it, and not reading into it. James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not just hearers, thus deceiving yourselves. And then 2 Peter 3.18 says, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. All right, and this is interesting as we're talking about being better stewards of the word, the first thing I want to say is be doers and not just hearers, thus deceiving yourself, right? We're called to be a steward of the word and to implement it into our lives, not just know it and then quote it and teach it, but to actually live it. Because to do anything else is to deceive ourselves. We can preach the word to others and help others, and the word has its own effect. That's the power of God moving in other people's lives. So just because we may be teaching or quoting the word of God and seeing it help other people doesn't mean we're being a good steward of the word. right? Because right here it says, even if you know it, but you're not doing it for yourself, you're deceiving yourself. And then the second scripture I read, 2 Peter 3.18, growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is interesting because 2 Peter 3 starts with talking about ignorant and unstable people who twist the word of God, all of scripture, to their own destruction. And it says, since we know this beforehand then, let us not fall into or get carried away by the error of lawless ones. Let's not live that way. Be a better steward of the word by how we know it, by how we apply it, and by how we don't twist it to mean what we want it to mean. We're going to talk a lot more about that in the future, especially as it comes to relationships. The second one then is relationships, being a better steward of relationships. The key here is show up and grow up. All right. There can be lots of different kinds of relationships. It can be marital relationships. It can be parental relationships. It can be just friend relationships. It can even be boss, leader employer-employee relationships, right? And the, the verse I want to call out here is 1 Thessalonians 5.11. And it says, Therefore, let us encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. And here's these two principles. Therefore, encourage one another. Do you see that we have to show up? We have to be present in people's lives in order to encourage one another. In every relationship that we're in, there's some kind of informal and sometimes even a formal contract that exists. There are things expected of us, and there's things expected of the other party as well. 
So we need to show up. We need to be present and fulfill that contract. In marriage, we need to be present. We need to show up as the man that we're supposed to be, as the woman that we're called to be, as the husband that that person deserves, as the wife that that person deserves, as the parent that that person deserves. If you're called to be a leader, you need to show up as as a true leader, as a vision caster, as someone who allows the buck to get all the way to them and stop with them, someone who will develop their people along the way, right? And that's the showing up part. And then the growing up is that investing in the relationship. It's not just about being in the contract for my own selfish needs, getting out of it, self-gratification, what it does for me. It's about investing and speaking into and living into that relationship in such a way that others are grown up too. So show up and grow up, right? And then being a better steward of responsibilities. The idea here is discernment and integrity. So I want to speak to Luke 16.10, which says, The one who is faithful in very little will also be faithful in much, and the one who is dishonest in very little will be dishonest in much. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. It's about the principle of being faithful with whatever you've been given. And in order to do that, we really need to be discerning, right? If, if we're taking on too much in life, and we're doing it for the wrong reasons so that we can grow in a certain direction or do something and we're, we're leaving other people behind us or we're hurting other people along the way, then we're not using great discernment. And if we take on too much, more than what God designs for us, then we probably have an integrity issue because we can't do everything well, especially if it's not something that God has called us to, especially if we're going outside of our lane in life. The fourth principle in all of this is being a better steward of resources. Right, so we are going to use or anchor into the resources of our life. First Peter 4.10 says this about resources. It says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, this is really interesting because in the very beginning of First Peter chapter 4, it starts with this thought have the same attitude as that of Christ. And that is immediately contrasted with those in this world who have reckless, wild living. And that's talking about the unredeemed. So we should have the same attitude as that of Christ, and we should not live like the reckless, wild living of the unredeemed. And therefore, we should all use whatever gift God has given us to serve others as faithful stewards. So it's not about us. It's not from us. It's from God given to us to use in such a way that will transform this world radically because it's directly contrasted to and opposed to the living of this world. And it's in the same attitude as that of Christ, which is serving one another. And the life that we live in service to others will always be fulfilling to us if it's done in the right spirit. And that spirit, which we're going to talk about in a second, is a spirit given to us of power, of love, and of a sound mind or self-discipline, all right? So that's being a better steward of resources in this life. Use things or anchor into things to serve God's kingdom. The last one is this idea of practical life experiences. Now, what does this mean? Practical life experiences is when we get on the phone and we're with customer service and something just happens on the phone that drives us to insanity, 
Okay. Or when we're driving down the highway and something happens or when we're standing in that line or we're sitting in a chair waiting for our number to be called at the DMV or when some ridiculous thing happens in front of us at the line at the grocery store or when some kind of conversation comes up and we start getting sucked into some kind of thought in the moment that we shouldn't be a part of. These are just regular life experiences and sometimes they happen with humans and sometimes it just happens with circumstances all by ourselves. But we are called to be better stewards of those. And so 2 Timothy 1.7, one of my favorite verses, is that verse that says, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. If we're in interactions with human beings, we're called to be better stewards of those practical life experiences, remembering that those people are just human beings and that we need to show up as image bearers because that's what we've been called to do. And we're called to do it in a courageous way, to live courageously into those moments, being compassionate on their humanity and remembering that we're human beings that are meant to shine the likeness of Jesus Christ and his knowledge into those moments. If it's just regular circumstances with ourselves, then we need to remember to live into those moments in such a way that we are allowing the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind or self-control to be in control, not our reactive selves living in the reactive design of the enemy in this world, but in the responsive way of our creator and what he's intended for us. So trying to get through this real briefly because I think I've already gone over. So what we've talked about so far in this podcast is the truth, purpose, and identity, that chi factor that transforms our lives. We've talked about this rescue, redeem, restore narrative. And then today we've covered this stewardship principle and how we think about it holistically to provide fertile soil for real positive change in our life. Change that will radically transform us and the world in which we live. So that's it for today, friends. I look forward to talking with you next time. Until then, be blessed and go out and bear the image as only you can. 